The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. TechTown Detroit is a business incubator and accelerator, helping tech startups and local businesses launch and grow. TechTown supports businesses with co-working, office, meeting, and event space. They also connect entrepreneurs to resources and learning and networking events in Detroit. TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Glad to have you with me today. And coming up on today's program, uh, nonprofits are often started by people with great intentions. They want to do good in the world, make a difference in their community. But getting a nonprofit off the ground, getting it to be successful, is a difficult task. There's not exactly people lining up to give you the money that you might need to start up a nonprofit, given the term nonprofit, it's not something people necessarily want to do. So what's out there to help folks? Well, there's an organization called COAC Detroit that is doing just that. We're going to talk with their executive director on today's program, so please stick around. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Samaritas, the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency. However, Samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state. They are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in Michigan. They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas, we thank them for their support here at Deadline Detroit. Hey, Craig here. Thanks for checking out the show. I do appreciate it. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, TechTown Detroit and Samaritas for their continued support of this program. Well, on today's show, uh, we're going to talk about nonprofits and getting nonprofits off the ground in the community. Again, these are organizations doing the work that sometimes government can't do, uh, that frankly is not necessarily something that is going to earn a lot of money, but it's important work that's being done in our community. That's why I give nonprofits as much space on the show as I do. But there's an organization designed specifically to help nonprofits get going, get started, get up and running in the community. It's called Coact Detroit. I had an opportunity to go over to the Coact offices just the other day and speak to Alondra Bulger, who is the executive director of Coact Detroit. That's C-O dot Act Detroit, Coact Detroit. And uh, here's that conversation. Uh, welcome to the Craig Folly Show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Well, Craig, thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, before we get in uh, to the new grant program that was just announced and uh, just getting underway here, uh, I do want to give people an idea of what Coact Detroit is all about. Um, but this is focused on nonprofits. That's right. Why was this important? Oh, well, you know, nonprofits serve such an important role in our community. Um, when you think about um, the decreased levels of funding that have occurred, both from a federal and a local perspective, uh, oftentimes nonprofits stand in the gaps to ensure that folks are getting what they need in our community. And so as we look to this important role that nonprofits play, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about uh, ensuring that nonprofits have access to the tools, resources, and information that help them move their missions forward. So we've been open since June of 2019. However, this is an idea that's been in the making for a few years. Um, we were originally funded with uh, seed funding from the Ralph C. Wilson Jr. Foundation. Um, and through their focus on nonprofit capacity building and innovation, they looked at a number of models across the country and also did local um, st stakeholder engagement to understand one, what the most pressing needs are of nonprofits, but also what the barriers are um, to accessing those resources. 
in that, um, COACT was birthed and we kind of focused on three things. So the first is our physical space. We have a 6,500 square foot space located at Woodward and East Grand Boulevard. Um, and that space is meant to be an uh, opportunity for shared learning. So we have small to medium sized conference rooms, um, but also flexible workspaces where nonprofits can come and, and gather. Um, we also lift up best practices, both from a local and national perspective. And so we do that through leadership training, workshops, uh, candid conversations. And then we also try to meet nonprofits where they are. So we recognize that there are various uh, nonprofits that have unique needs. We have the organization that's got five volunteers. We've got the organization that's got five divisions, right? And their needs are gonna be really unique and so we try to meet them where, where they are. Um, we also uh, were launched by Techtown Detroit and so given their um, expertise and experience in the entrepreneurial ecosystem, uh, that has helped inform and shaped uh, co-act as well. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because, uh, you know, a lot of focus has been placed on, on getting startups up and going, giving them uh, the assistance they need to, to make good decisions, grow their businesses. Nonprofits may not have the same sort of trajectory in mind, right? Yeah. They've got a mission in mind as opposed to, um, you know, a business goal, for instance. They're not that different, but they are. Yeah. Uh, how is this going to be something that's maybe more nurturing than, say, a tech town environment for for something like that yeah so we're not a co-working space yeah uh we don't lease offices and so we literally design to accelerate collaboration um and we think that working together particularly through a cross-sector lens uh is the play for us to have transformational transformational change in our community um when we did a lot of our stakeholder engagement we heard a lot we heard a lot of the needs that nonprofits had but we also heard uh two things overwhelmingly one this desire for folks to get in a room and learn with each learn with each other and connect to each other and if you think about it we've got organizations that might be on one side of the city uh, and you've got an organization that's very similar in a neighboring suburb or even within the same city working on the same issue and they never get in a room and talk right and so this idea of shared learning uh, becomes really important and that's relational right that's relational um, the second thing that we heard was this desire to kind of really up in the status quo so we've got all these organizations working on these really pressing issues, but when you look out on the landscape, we've got incremental progress in our communities. And so I think the difference in what we're attempting to do is really about lifting up collaborative action. Um, we think about nonprofit capacity building through a holistic lens that's been informed by um, uh, research from our partners called the Building a Network uh, Report. Uh, and that work is about strengthening the organizations, yes, but it's also about strengthening the broader network how are nonprofits working with each other? How are nonprofits and philanthropy and the business community and government working with each other? So we see that more holistic approach um, as a way to really kind of move things forward. I want to go back to something you said a little bit ago when you were talking about barriers uh, to getting these things up and running. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, most nonprofits are started with people who have, uh, you know, very mission driven. They've yes. got a problem they would like to solve, people they would like to help. Uh, what sort of barriers typically stand in their way of actually getting it done? Because, you know, oftentimes these are people who just care. They don't necessarily have, you know, a business plan per se. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I mentioned the Building a Network Report, and I want to call out our four partners who worked on that, the Michigan Nonprofit Association, uh, Michigan Community Resources, NEW, and the University of Michigan School of Social Work. Uh, in developing that report and those recommendations around nonprofit capacity building, they did a lot of stakeholder engagement, so lots of focus groups, lots of surveys. Uh, and what we found was, you know, in, in lots of instances, uh, nonprofits do have the business acumen and they do have the organizational development acumen, um, but oftentimes they don't have the access. 
And we also recognize that there are systemic barriers that we see in everyday society that absolutely are translated into the nonprofit community. And so, um, you know, there are race issues, there are uh, access issues when it comes to being able to connect to funders. And frankly, what we see in the Southeast Michigan is just a really disconnected and disjointed nonprofit community. And so, you know, I often tell folks, I've been in the sector my entire career, 16 years or so. And in this particular role, I learn about a new resource every single day. Right. And so as someone who has felt like I've had my pause on, you know, my finger on the pause of what's happening in this nonprofit community, if I don't know those things, I can imagine that there are tons of organizations. And so a big part of our job has been about kind of unearthing these opportunities and these resources for nonprofits. And what's your capacity? I mean, uh, in terms of how many organizations you can help at any given time, is that something that you're looking to grow? It's absolutely something that we're looking to grow. So as I mentioned, we've been open since June of 2019. Uh, since that time, we've had a little more than 7,000 folks into our space. Uh, so from meetings, events, workshops, convenings, um, and, and, and we kind of live collaboration. I've had a team of six folks, including myself. And so what that means is we do everything in connect with other folks and by leveraging those relationships and kind of uh, uh, leveraging our partnerships to reach our tentacles out we're able to bring more organizations in well I, I have to get to this because you're, you're taking it to a new level now with this new grant program that yeah. you've just unveiled in yes. fact I believe it was unveiled uh, pretty much just little bit ago yeah just about a week and a half ago yeah exactly uh what is this designed to do first of all tell me the name i'm trying to remember because i was looking at the board out in the office and yeah. i'll explain that in just a second but go ahead sure so it's called the activate fund uh it's a 1.5 million dollar fund uh with initial investment from the ralph c wilson jr foundation as well and what it's meant to do is support nonprofit capacity building and collaboration uh so 1.5 million dollars and it's kind of broken down into two components the first is a million of that uh is it will be utilized to address nonprofit fundamentals. So those things that you mentioned around like business infrastructure sure. for an organization, um, we will provide uh, approximately 20 grants up to $50,000 to nonprofit organizations to address that type of need and opportunity in their organization. Um, with the additional half million, we're going to pilot a couple of programs. So I often tell folks a lot of what we do here is pilot. Um, we are on a learning journey. And we're learning what the nonprofit community needs, and we're working to be as responsive as possible, but we're learning what works and what doesn't. Um, and so in those pilot programs, um, we are also providing um, what we call a collaborative pilot. So we have a lot of groups who are working together who utilize our space, and we've been asking them, it's great that we can provide the space, but what else do you need to move your collaborative work together, you know, forward together? So folks who are working on everything from housing affordability to food justice. And what we've heard are things like, we need someone that can document the process for us. We need someone who can come in and be a neutral facilitator, particularly when you've got organizations around the table, you've got power dynamics and challenges like that. And so what we're offering nonprofits on that end um, is essentially access to our space, a master facilitator, and the things that they need to kind of move their collaboration forward. Well, and it does certainly seem to me, and I could be completely wrong about this, but as somebody who has spent some time in nonprofits in his career, uh, that that spirit of collaboration is something that y you really need to, to boost. Uh, it's not as com less about competition than it is about yeah. collaboration. Absolutely. And, you know, when I when I think about the work that COACT is doing in our early existence, it's really about planting seeds to shift culture and the way we work together. Um, that, uh, you know, that the, the encouragement of competition is often uh, uh, facilitated by a scarcity mindset. 
And that's not to say that there aren't real challenges to accessing resources for nonprofits, but I think that we have a lot more than we realize when we work together, uh, when we share information and we frankly combine our collective brilliance. Well, the Activate Fund, getting back to this for just a minute, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is a competitive grant. Uh, people yes. have to apply for yes. this. And I don't want you to give away exactly what you're looking for, but, but what are some things that are going to determine whether or not somebody's ready uh, for that level of investment? Because, you know, if somebody could have a great idea, but if there's nothing behind it yet, there's reason to do it absolutely so we are looking for organizations who um, are ready to make you know do the work Um, we're looking for grant applications that are um, demonstrable of something that will be really impactful in their organization so uh, an example of that could be uh, an organization is looking to develop a fund development plan to take their fundraising to the next level that is that is something we may fund Uh, an organization could be looking to uh, build out a database or bring on a new software that could really, again, help them track uh, the folks that they're working with and stakeholders. Um, And so we're looking for um, applicants who can clearly articulate what it is that they're attempting to accomplish, something that can be really impactful in their organization, uh, projects that can happen within the defined time frame. This is an accelerated program, so mm-hmm. uh, we're looking to, uh, the grant period will end in March, and so folks you know, will have a very tight timeline to execute something. Um, and then lastly, you know, we're looking for folks who are aligned with our values. We believe in collaboration. We have a, a clear devotion and commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, transparency and accountability are all important to us, and so we're also looking for folks who are value aligned. And then lastly, Lastly, part of what we want to do with the grantees is ensure that um, we're supporting them as a cohort. And so we want to provide opportunities for them to also learn together because peer learning, again, is something that we heard is a desire and a need. And so folks who are interested in engaging and participating in that type of environment, I think will set us will set their um, grant applications apart. Well, you know, you talk about this collaboration um, and uh, I'm looking at the wall that you have in the lobby over here. And I should remind folks we are sitting right in COAX offices as we do this interview today day. And I can tell that there was some sort of team building exercise or some sort of exercise happening out there because you have all the stickers yeah. on the wall where people were able to put down their thoughts about yes. what's going to make this successful. Uh, what do you get out of an exercise like that? Because you have a lot of participants here from different organizations and they're all putting something different on the wall. I'm guessing that you get as much value out of that as they probably do. Absolutely. I mean, one of our values is co-creation. Um, when you look at the space, when you look at the way that we design our programs, those things aren't created in a vacuum. There's been a lot of stakeholder engagement that has happened previously and that continues to happen to inform how we think about our work and how we design it. Because we want to make sure that we're being responsive to the needs. Um, and so that exercise that you mentioned on the wall happened during our launch. Um, we had folks really share out with us what they thought was possible here. And we, we actually read all of them and disseminated them and we use it to inform how we develop our programming. A reminder, my guest right now is Alondra Bulger. She's the executive director of COAC Detroit. That's C-O dot A-C-T Detroit. You can find them online if you want more information about uh, the Activate grants that are on there, the application process there for uh, nonprofits here in the city. Um, Getting back to this, to the grant program for just a second, because Obviously, the grantees, as you said, are going to have a limited timeline to get this stuff Mm -hmm. done. How are you going to know whether this was money well invested? Um, You know, you you have to measure different organizations as to how well they do. 
what are you going to be looking for there? So we're going to be looking for um, how impactful the uh, project that has been funded has been been for their organization. And I want to, you know, Craig, I want to say two things. Um, recognizing that there are tens of thousands of organizations in our community uh, and that there are 20 grants being provided through the nonprofit fundamentals and that will work with five in the collaborative pilot. Um, the organizations that may not receive funding will also have an opportunity to plug into additional programming that we have here, as well as programming that we have through our partners. So the Activate Fund has been supported and inspired by an advisory committee um, who has helped shape it. Um, we also have a jury of external partners who will help um, review applications and select grantees. And so I say all that to say that the Activate Fund, the grants are one component, but there's so many other additional uh, resources connected to it. Um, to your question about evaluation, one of the things that we've baked into the grant program is a role that we call a resource navigator. Um, and that that particular role will be um, led by our partners at commu uh, Michigan Community Resources. They will work uh, essentially as a coach with the grantees to help them navigate um, the process of executing their grant and connecting them with potential service providers for the uh, thing that we're funding for them. And through that, we'll kind of be reporting and documenting the progress along the way, but also we'll have uh, reporting due at the end of the grant for the grantees to share out their story about what the change has been in their organization. Well, and, and again, uh, you know, when you're talking about uh, funds coming from, you know, philanthropic organizations and such, I mean, there are very strict reporting requirements. Uh, they're expecting a lot from you as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing that you're going to be judged as much as any of uh, the grantees. You know, what I will say is that I'm uh, really gracious to the Ralph C. Wilson Jr. Foundation, not only for um, the funds to support, support the Activate Fund, but also for their philosophy around experimentation and risk-taking. Um, as a spin-down spin foundation, um, you have seen that in their investment, and that holds true for COAC Detroit. And so I believe that, um, yes, we do have to be able to share out, you know, how many folks we've touched and what the change has been. But also, again, I'll mention that this is a learning opportunity for us. The work that we are doing here at COAC, um, you know, as I've traveled across the country and learned of other nonprofit centers is very unique. And so I think that um, a big part of what we're going to discover, we don't know yet. <laughs> well, that's always the challenge, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, but I look at what you're trying to do here. Uh, and one of the bonuses that comes out of this, I'm guessing, is that you are one, you're mentoring certain people. Uh, they in turn will be somebody in the future that might be able to help somebody in a similar situation. How big a component is that going to be? And are you going to have people who you hope keep coming back to help out going forward? Absolutely. You know, shared learning is really important. And what we've been really intentional about is attempting to build a community around this space. And so we're hoping that Again, if whether folks get a grant or not, that they continue to come back and support um, our events and our workshops and that there's still something here for them. Well, and we should probably talk about some of the other things that you're offering, though, because this this obviously the grant program is a big deal. This yeah. is the, the big new program. But for somebody that is thinking about getting into this space, what do they need to do to reach out? Sure. I mean, so coagdetroit.org, uh, our website, we have all of our events, all of our workshops posted there. But what I will say is, you know, first and foremost, there's the space itself. Um, and so through the funding that we've received, we've been able to um, provide the space on an in-kind basis to nonprofit organizations. So if organizations are looking to rent space um, during regular business hours, they can do that free of charge. Uh, in 2019 alone, we provided just 
just a little under $70,000 in in-kind space for nonprofits. And you can imagine for an organization that uh, normally wouldn't have access to a space like that, that is a really big deal. So there's the space itself and you can book the space right online. Um, in terms of our programming, we offer uh, workshops in a broad variety of topics. So uh, just in the last month, we've had workshops on fundraising and goal setting. Um, we've got workshops coming up on, around data and how you measure data and think about data in your organization. Um, but one program I really would like to call out is Collab Connect. It's a program where nonprofits can meet for 45-minute coaching sessions one-on-one -on -one with subject matter experts. And so a couple of days a month, we have experts in the field of um, marketing and, and fundraising, um, HR and accounting and finance, uh, legal, and you can come in and meet with those folks with a specific issue that you may be having in your organization. Um, the Michigan Nonprofit Association is also in our space once a week, meeting with nonprofits and providing their principles and practices assessment, which is essentially a SWOT analysis for organizations. And again, that is free of charge. Well, okay. Uh, question is? How long can you keep this going? Offering free services is not always the best way to keep an organization yeah, so, whole. <laughs> so, everything, so everything isn't free. Yeah. Uh, it is free. Many things are free or low cost. But again, I'll point back to um, the gracious funding by the Rob C. Wilson Jr. Foundation and this being an opportunity for us to really learn um, what programming is most impactful. Uh, we continue to build relationships with cross-sector partners and funders. Um, but in this moment, I think the most important thing for us is the learning journey. So we're less than a year in at this point in time. Yeah. Where would you suggest you are as an organization in terms of how the, your growth trajectory is going? How many people are utilizing uh, the space, the services, mm -hmm. everything else? Are you, are you content with where you are right now? Oh, I'm never content. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always, my team would say that I always think we can be doing more. But what I will say is in terms of where... I thought we would be, I think we're in a really good space. We continue to see uh, increased interest and excitement about the work here at COACT. Um, we just had a, our first info session on the Activate Fund for Wayne County here last night, and we had about 80 folks in the space. Um, many of the workshops that we've been hosting have also sold out. And so we're kind of seeing this continuous uptick of just, again, increasing the awareness that we're here. And once folks find out that we are here and they know what we offer, um, they're coming back and they're bringing folks back with them. And so I'm really happy about that but I'm a I'm a I'm a I won't say I'm a perfectionist but I'm one who always strives to to do better and so I, I think um, that we can continue to improve all right well we'll leave it right there for this day uh, I appreciate your time and uh, think what you're doing is fantastic Alondra Bulger thank you very much thank you so much for having me Alondra Bulger again is the executive director of Coact Detroit again you can find information at coactdetroit.com do appreciate you being with me today. A uh, quick reminder, coming up on Friday, it is the week that was on Deadline Detroit, and it has been quite a week between coronavirus, the Michigan primary, everything else that is going on. Uh, there's plenty to talk about there. So we'll get into that on tomorrow's program. I do believe attorney Steve Fishman is going to be our special guest once again. He's been doing a great job for us. So looking forward to having him with us on the program. Again, we will stream that live at about 1130 or so tomorrow on my Facebook page. You can find it there. Just look up Craig Folly on Facebook or the Craig Folly Show. There's a separate show page as well. You can watch it in either place. I'll have it streaming in both locations. And, of course, it'll be available at DeadlineDetroit.com a little bit later in the day and available as a downloadable podcast for you as well. So I try to make it as available as possible. Please check it out. We have a lot of fun doing it every week. There's a lot going on, some good analysis about what's happening in the world. Also, we have fun with what's going on. So we hope you do as well. And if you like it, 
again, rate the show. Give it five stars if you like. Give it two stars, whatever you want to give it. But just uh, check it out. Subscribe, download, share, all that good stuff. Uh, we're getting more people all the time, which I love to see. And uh, I'd like your feedback as well. So shoot me an email, thecraigfollyshow at gmail.com. Or find me on social media. Send me those messages at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, wherever else I am, LinkedIn. Um, you can find me there. So I always appreciate hearing from you. In the meantime, have a great day today. Thanks for checking out the show. And we'll be back for the week that was tomorrow. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. By joining, you become eligible to win prizes, including tickets for sporting events and gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com membership.